The future. The polar ice caps have melted, covering the Earth with water. Those who survived have adapted to a new world. Main force to Gosling 1. The code 4 4 standard pursuit. Please respond. MSB to Gosling 1. Main force to Gosling 1. Main force to Gosling 1. The code 4 4 standard pursuit. Please respond. MSB to Gosling 1. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is, what is today? Today is January 1st. Um, oh, it's Best Apocalypse. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Tonight, we have with us Jason Thompson. Oh, hey, hi. Anthony Valenta. Hello, everyone. And Maria Cuba. Hi, all. So, uh, here's how we do this. We have 32 apocalypses, or apocalypse. I don't know how what the plural would be. Uh, anyway, 32 end-of-the-world scenarios... Uh, some of them are real, some of them are fictional, all of them chosen by our panel. We uh, put them in tournament brackets that you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other, put it to a vote, and the winner moves on to the next round where it all starts all over again until something is crowned the best apocalypse. Uh, you can decide the criteria you use to determine the winner. Uh, it could be which, is, which comes from something that you like most. Uh, I don't know how you would do what would win in a fight, but uh, I'll probably at least try it once. Um, maybe it's which one you want to see happen, which one you actually think we'll see happen. Anything you want, any logic, any reasoning, as long as it supports your choice and makes sense to you, that's what we call geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. All right, let's get to geek fighting, mofos. Jason, this fight is yours. It is the movie Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus... Star Trek Four. All right, these are uh, like compared to most of the rest of the list are kind of a uh, odd ducks to a certain extent because uh, as you're watching Rise of the Planet of the Apes, if you walked out before the post credit stuff started, you may not realize it's an apocalypse. But uh, and on the same side, uh, the probe coming to Earth doesn't quite seem like an apocalypse until you carry it out to its logical conclusion which is the uh, oceans of earth have boiled away and everything's dead uh i'm not exactly sure how the probe thought it was helping whales by boiling away the oceans uh considering that they live in the oceans uh but uh i enjoyed rise of the planet of the apes a little bit a little bit more uh, so rise of the planet of the apes uh vote for rise of the planet of the apes mike uh you know i, I think i would just like to look at the rise of the planet of the apes not just specifically the movie uh but more of the uh ape uprising apocalypse uh, in general uh, on the whole uh, and that's really what i think i want to vote for here more so than just specifically this movie and uh star trek 4 uh because it was averted it really isn't wasn't much of an apocalypse an apocalypse really needs to end the world yeah, they came kind of close. They came close with V'ger. You know, there have been lots of planetary threats, the Borg, uh, all, all kinds of things like that. 
But because they'd never actually succeed and you're left with this post-cataclysmic world uh, the way that, you know, you might see in other science fiction, I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite apocalyptic enough. So I'm going to go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes because this is one of the apocalypses that uh, I'm, I'm rooting for as being one that actually uh, wins in real life. A vote for the monkey apocalypse. Anthony! Star Trek IV is uh, my favorite of the original series movies. So I'm going to vote for Star Trek IV and to hell it's not an apocalypse. I'll vote for Star Trek IV. Um, let's see, which one am I going to do? Do I want the monkey apocalypse or do I want to be uh, basically cooked? Because that's what happens if you boil away the seas. It, uh, it cooks everybody. It fucking sucks. Um, and the monkey apocalypse, you could actually survive the monkey apocalypse and you just have to, you know, be monkey raped every now and again. I think I can handle monkey rape, so I think I'm going to go with uh, Star Trek IV. I don't want to be cooked. It is all tied up. Coming down to you, Maria, your first time on the show. Which is it? Okay, so um, I was going to go with uh, Rice of the um, Planet of the Apes, but you put that about monkey rape, so now I'm not too sure. I'm a big Star Trek fan, um, but I would like to see the whole race of the apes and how would that play out and it's kind of poetic, you know, their turn now. So I'm gonna go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes and hope that I don't get monkey rape. Oh vote for the Planet of the Apes. And Planet of the Apes is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Fall of the Twelve Colonies from Battlestar Galactica versus the Book of Revelation. You know, a lot of things go into a really makes a choice in a geek fight. Uh, I put the Book of Revelation on here, and I was uh, planning on, on giving it a very big, uh, strong defense. Uh, I mean, it really is kind of a crazy story if you if you break it down, the actual kind of series of events that go on in the Book of Revelation and the history of the Book of Revelation, all this other stuff. But then it kind of boiled down to I really didn't feel like reading up on it at all. I started looking on Wikipedia, and I got a few sentences in and went, I don't really want to read any more of this. Um, and I love Battlestar Galactica, so I'll vote for the Fall of the Twelve Colonies. Uh, vote for Battlestar Galactica and the Fall of the Twelve Colonies. Anthony! Mike, Mike, I think you can talk a lot about the Book of Revelation and all the messed up things that happened in the Book of Revelation. And while I am a huge Battlestar Galactica fan, I'm going to vote for the Book of Revelation because I think out of everything on this list, it is the most fucked up Armageddon out of all of them. Uh, vote for the Book of Revelation. It is some crazy shit. Oh, wow, wow. <clears throat> and like Mike has said... The, the reason he votes against the Star Trek Four apocalypse is because it isn't really an apocalypse. It it, it ends up being like they, they, they avert disaster. And granted, almost all of humanity is killed, but they do eventually avert disaster, join with the people who killed them, and create this world here. So, uh, I'm going for crazy fucked up. And I'm going to go for the Book of Revelations. Maria. Hmm. Um, I've always been fascinated by revelations. So as a kid, it used to scare the crap out of me. Uh, my mother always used it to make me behave. And uh, I'm just fascinated by the whole story. I have read it a couple of times. Um, and I love Battlestar Galactica, but I, I just have to give it to 
the book of Revelation. Another, Another book for the book of Revelations. Jason. Uh, let's see. Do I vote for uh, what may have just been a telling of how the Roman Empire was dismantled? Or do I vote for uh, uh, Space Pearl Harbor, which is already lost? I'm going to vote for Space Pearl Harbor. A vote for Space Pearl Harbor. But the Book of Revelation is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. It is I Am Legend. Uh, I believe it's a book and a movie. Uh, versus Earth Burning Up when, not if, when the sun turns into a big red giant. This one's easy for me because uh, I believe the Earth Burning Up when the sun tur becomes a red giant is the only thing on this list that is 100% guaranteed to happen. So I'm, I'm voting for that. Uh, a vote for the red giant. Uh, I, I, I completely agree with you. This is not something that we can avert. Like, humanity itself might survive it by leaving the Earth, but the Earth will not survive this apocalypse. It will be gone. So I'm going to vote for the Earth burning up when the sun turns into a red giant. Maria? Um, I agree with you both, and I am also voting for the Earth burning up when the sun turns into a red giant. Another vote for red giant. Jason? Uh, let's see. Uh... I Am Legend is a book and two movies because it's also the Omega Man. Uh, Three movies. Which is kind of, Oh, yeah. There's a Vincent Price Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, I forgot about that one. But, you know, it's got Heston. So that's points in his favor. But they dealt with the Earth burning up on Doctor Who. And actually, Doctor Who's been on quite a run on geek fights. So that's kind of points against it. So I'm going to vote for I Am Legend, even though I hate Will Smith. A vote for I am Legend and Mike. Um, yeah, I'll I'll vote for the uh, the Earth burning up. Um, like you said, th that one is pretty well. I guess it, it may not be a guarantee. I guess something could obliterate the Earth prior to that happening. Um, but you know, that's one one of the things is. You know, you look at all of these other apocalypses on here, there's a lot of things that could destroy the human race. Um, but in the end, if nothing else gets us, that one will. That's kind of like the cleanup apocalypse. Uh, vote for... I'm going to start calling it Red Giant because it's a ton of shit. <laughs> on to our next fight. It is the Dawn of the Dead remake versus the uh, Hadron Collider black hole on Earth. You know, the whole, hey, if they turn this thing on, it might create a black hole on Earth and suck us all in and kill us all. Uh, and, and destroy our, uh, our solar system, at least. Um, versus Dawn of the Dead. I love the Dawn of the Dead movie. Um, but Zombie Apocalypse is actually on the list. I put both on the list, just in case. And uh, the Hadron Collider, that's fucking awesome that they didn't know if it was going to happen and they turned it on. Like, eh, we won't know if it, dis if it doesn't work, so I'm going to go with Hadron Collider. Maria? Um, I actually put the Hadron Collider on the list. I have been uh, fascinated by it, reading about it, and a lot of scientists did think that it was going to cause a, a major black hole, you know, and so, um, and I'm, as much as I love Dawn of the Dead, the whole zombie apocalypse, it is on the fight, and like you said, so I'm going to go ahead and, move and vote for the ha um, Hadron Collider. Uh, vote for um, Hadron Collider. Jason. Uh, I I also like the Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I that's a Scott Snyder one, right? That is correct. 
And that's, uh, I can't remember if 28 Days Later came first. So I kind of think this is the start of the whole fast zombie uh, thing, if I if I'm recalling the movie correct, uh, correctly. And, uh, but the Hadron Collider uh, is kind of, it's in a, in a certain way, it's kind of also on the list at several points here. This is kind of uh, science gone mad, almost, if it ends up being an actual earth-ending event because it's one of those things where they figured out they could do it and they never figured out if they should do it and if you ask me if you're doing something that could potentially collapse the planet into a a group of micro black holes you kind of got to ask that should it be done question so because people are so often stupid in apocalypse situations i'm going to vote for the hadron collider Oh, vote for the Hadron Collider. Uh, Mike? Yeah, this is definitely a good instance of, uh, well, there's a possibility, but we're, we don't think it's that bad. We can go ahead and give it a shot. Um, I'm reminded of a similar thing that I heard. Maybe this isn't true, but it's a story that I read somewhere, uh, where the first time they actually detonated a, a nuclear device, uh, someone had calculated an infinitesimally small chance of a chain reaction that could turn all the oxygen in our atmosphere into silicon, and the sky would literally rain down as sand, uh, killing all uh, animal life on Earth. I guess there would still be carbon dioxide for the plants. Um, and they still did it. So uh, that's pretty cool. And... Uh, you know, maybe maybe it hasn't called a, caused a black hole yet, but as long as it's running, there's a chance. Another vote for the Hadron Collider, Anthony. Is it a clean sweep? I'll make it a quick clean sweep. A quick clean sweep. Hadron Collider. Moving on, on to our next fight, Maria. This one is yours. It is Judgment Day from the Terminator films. That's all of them. Judgment Day happens. goddammit. versus. Uh, what is it? The Niburi Niburu Collision. There we go. <laughs> um. So the Niburu Collision versus Jamin Day. Okay. This is this is a difficult one. I I do believe that at some point, um, this whole thing about maybe a uh, planet-sized object, you know, being in collision with Earth, it could happen. Um, it's it's not totally out there. Um, but I, I, I love Judgment Day. I just, you know, I love the Terminators. It's one of my favorite Terminators. Uh, I, I believe this whole idea about, you know, the machines going crazy and, and some artificial intelligence taking over, it's, it's definitely going to happen the way things are going. And so I'm totally voting for Judgment Day. Uh, vote for Judgment Day. Jason. Okay. Never, uh, uh, God, Nibiru. Oh. It's a very Japanese-sounding word. Uh, the whole 2012, some planet will crash into us thing. Planet X. It's, you know, uh, on the Wikipedia page, it, you read it and you see some of the highlighted sections and there's like gray extraterrestrials and comet hail bob. It's almost like this maelstrom of crazy kook conspiracy theory crap. But you got Judgment Day. Uh which uh, is kind of my front runner for if, if we screw up and end the world, that's kind of how I see it happening. Uh, one of my two situations. Uh, I, I don't 
I don't buy into the whole uh, Nibiru, that's what I'm going to call it, thing. So I'm going to go with Judgment Day also. Uh, vote for Judgment Day. Mike? Uh, I I could could really get behind Judgment Day if it was just one Terminator movie, but uh, the more they, they milk that franchise... And oh well, now it's it's averted. Well, you can't avert it. It's now just moved off, and now it just sort of keeps changing as as the Terminators keep going back in time and changing things, even though only one was supposed to be able to ever go back in time. Um, and the Nibiru collision is, uh, you know, it is a really cool concept. I mean, it's more than just necessarily a, a collision with a planet. There's just the story of the tenth planet that. Uh, might even just be in a large enough orbit that it pulls in comets every, you know, hundred million years or so to rain down on the planet, and that's what's caused the its its orbit has caused the continual mass extinction of plant of uh, life on Earth that happens in very very regular cycles. Um, but I'm going to vote for Judgment Day because it's the only expression on this list of just the generic machine apocalypse, which is. Uh, not only my apocalypse of choice, um, and I think the most likely apocalypse. Uh, and I'm I am not a luddite. I'm sitting here in front of lots of of technology. Uh, I'm I'm kind of you know hoping that they'll just go easy on me. So uh, I'll vote for Judgment Day. Uh, vote for Judgment Day, Anthony. I'm going to vote for Judgment Day for two reasons. One, uh, in Terminator, they. This apocalypse is inevitable. No matter what they do, it happens. They can push it back, they can change when it happens, but it, it happens no matter what. Two, I'm voting for Judgment Day, because it is the robot apocalypse, and after seeing Watson on Jeopardy, it scares the shit out of me. A vote for Robot Apocalypse in Judgment Day. I, too, will quickly vote for Judgment Day, because it is the goddamn Robot Apocalypse. And Judgment Day is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is The Stand, which is basically the disease apocalypse, versus The Day After Tomorrow, which is the weather apocalypse. Uh, isn't that just perfect? We got one where I'm barely familiar with it in The Stand. Uh, I'm not a big Stephen King guy. To be honest, I'm not a big uh, reading fiction guy. I prefer uh, uh, reading nonfiction. And then you got The Day After Tomorrow, which is global warming gone amok, which... I don't even believe in in the first place. Uh, uh, well, the stand had Dauber, so I'm going to vote for the stand. Uh, vote for the stand, Mike. Uh, you know, the, the actually the day after tomorrow doesn't really even qualify as as an apocalypse too much. Again, it's 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 a massive shift in the weather. It's one that's happened on our planet uh, many times over uh, over its history and and really it actually just sort of changes things on uh, on a, a global scale but still mankind very easily goes on um, it just pretty much wiped out the United States uh, the stand is a great apocalypse it is um, a vast sprawling apocalypse it even has a a devil character um, but I will vote for the day after tomorrow because there's a scene where they have to outrun cold. <laughs> oh, vote for day after tomorrow. Anthony. Um, I've never read The Stand, so I have no idea what's involved in The Stand. 
uh, with the day after tomorrow. Um, I'm going to discount it, not because of global warming, but simply because humanity survives. It, one of the lessons in day after tomorrow, besides the whole global warming message, was that humanity is adaptable and we could survive something like that. So I'm going for the stand. Uh, vote for the stand. And I just have to say something. You don't believe in climate change? It was 50 degrees two days ago, and we live in I, Michigan. I don't believe in man-made climate change. Oh, okay. I think it's kind of arrogant to believe that uh, we can have that much effect on the environment without nuking each other. I do. I have that much effect. I made it 60 degrees three weeks ago. <laughs> That's how awesome I am. Anyway, um, yeah. Outrunning cold is fucking badass. And then the climax of the movie is running away from wolves. I love that shit. I'm voting for day after tomorrow. Uh, it is all tied up. It comes down to you. Maria, which one takes the win? Oh, no. Okay. Um, I like the stand. Um, I read the book. Um, I like Stephen King a lot. You know, the way he, he, he plots and, and the whole characters in the movie. It's just, in, in the book, it's really dark. But I put the day after tomorrow on the list. Um, I see it every day, and I agree that it's not, you know, the end of mankind, per se. It could be. You know, we don't know how bad it can get, and it can maybe not make us go away completely, but, you know, leave very few of us. Um, but I think I see it every day. I mean, I, I'm really big with agriculture and plants, and I see how things are not growing when they're supposed to grow and, and temperatures are just running wild and uh, it rains when it's not supposed to. It's just, it's all crazy. And I think that is definitely happening to a certain extent. I hope it's not an apocalypse, you know, but I am definitely going to vote for the day after tomorrow. And the, and the day after tomorrow takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It's funny, too. When I picked the order, I didn't actually look at which order you put things in. And you are the perfect person for this one. You're almost the only person who could do this. It is day at, uh, Days of Future Past versus Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, this one uh, is pretty easy for me. It's, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, Days of Future Past, it was a great story. Uh, one of my favorite comic book runs of all time and that was one of the best stories in it where uh, Kitty Pride travels back from the future to the present to it's very very Terminator like um, it was absolutely fantastic but you know on one hand it is also another you know did they avert it did they create an alternate timeline sort of thing so you know an, an apocalypse averted is just a crisis speaking of crisis uh, that's one where the apocalypse wasn't uh uh, averted it. the The entire multiverse was destroyed. And one of the interesting things about most apocalyptic type stories uh, has been not just that it is the end of civilization, but it, it is the dawn of a new civilization. Most of the apocalypses that we have, even on here, the Mayan apocalypse, the Book of Revelation, all talk about an end of things as they are, followed by a beginning of something new and that pretty much is what plays out in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and something that has just happened again recently uh, at DC Comics so uh, Crisis was uh, was a big deal. Days of Future Fat Pass great two issue story um, created a lot of other great stories but you know Crisis uh, changed everything uh, Vote for DC Comics Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, Anthony 
And I have no idea which either of these storylines are. So uh, I'll go with X-Men. Sounds good. Uh, vote for Days of Future Past. Um, Days of Future Past is basically the mutant apocalypse where uh, all the mutants are wiped out. And unlike most apocalypses where, like, people survive, like, no, no, they, they literally wipe out all but, like, five or six mutants. And as the storyline is going on, they're killing the last few. And then Kitty Pride, you know, the, they win. But uh, crisis averted. Uh, crisis on Infinite Earths, I would totally vote for it. If it wasn't for the fact that they just reversed it, what, four years ago? Three years ago? How long ago did they reverse Crisis on Infinite Earth, Mike? They've never reversed it. Well, they've reinstituted the multiverse, which is what the crisis was about, the multiverse going away, correct? Uh, that was just what it was about. There were a lot of things that it was about. Uh, anyway, I'm voting for X-Men, because I'm a Marvel guy, no said. <laughs> Maria? Um, I also am not familiar with um, these that much. I, I did research them a little bit, and uh, I heard what you guys said. All of you make sense, but I just like X-Men, so I'm going to vote for Days of Future Past. Uh, vote for the X-Men and Jason. Uh, this is kind of depressing. I was looking forward to talking about Crisis. Uh, I I liked Crisis. Uh, I... Uh, in college, I was an anthropology major, and my minor was uh, comparative religion, and I wrote a paper on apocalyptic literature, and one of the choices in it was uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean, it's the complete destruction of 51 universes. Uh, technically, it might have even been all 52, because no one in the post-crisis universe remembers the events of the crisis. Prior to uh, the original crisis, there were more than 52 uh, universes. There were True. an infinite number of universes. Yeah. Well, I, that they've collapsed down to the... Well, DC has decided, or basically in the post-crisis universe, has declared that there's only 52 now, I think. Right. I think now that's what's 52. going on. Right. Uh, uh, so, but... I'm going to throw a, a, I guess, as it turns out, a pity vote to Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's not a pity vote. God damn it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't let X-Men go through with two people who are like, I voted for X-Men just because it's X-Men. Um, I've actually read Crisis on Infinite Earths and my, my DC spite will obey to put Crisis on Infinite Earths through into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. Uh, I know what you're going to vote for because it's up against an unknown and it, it's Hitchhiker's Guide, something you I think you put on the list, versus Karen's pick, which is, uh, what is this, Canticle for Leibowitz wins hands down to all, uh, to all of these, but a book will go down in the round, round one despite being one of the most haunting and beautifully written masterpieces I've ever read. So that is Karen's pick, uh, Canticle. I don't know what that is. Anthony, you are a bookworm. So, do you know what that is? I have no idea what that is, but for Canticle, I have to say so long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> uh, uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, I think it's funny because it's going to go down against another book. So, ha ha. Mike? Uh, I actually do know what Canticle for Leibowitz is. And uh, even though I haven't read it, I, I am familiar with it. And it is supposed to be a, a fantastic book. It is a, a classic uh, sci-fi book that's just it kind of gotten a lot more attention in recent years than, uh, than it had in the past, I think. Um, 
But, uh, and you know, I would like to vote for it just for that, but it's up against Hitchhiker's Guide, and that's, that's a motherfucker of an apocalypse. You know, they, re- they do pretty, they obliterate the entire planet uh, for a, a freeway. And, and, that's, and we could have stopped it, because the best apocalypses are ones that we could have averted and, uh, and didn't. And that's one of them. So, Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Maria! This is AC. Um, unfortunately, I don't know the other book, but I love Hitchhiker's Guide. I love the comparison of, you know, the, the micro and the macro, what the little things here on Earth, how it's the same thing in space. It's just, for me, it's wonderful. And uh, I adore dolphins, so I'm just going to vote for Hitchhiker's Guide to the gal. Uh, vote, uh, for, vote Hitch- for Hitchhiker's Guide. Um, it is funny, because I didn't know which way I was going to put these uh, at all. But the, Jared's pick deserves a chance, and I knew Hitchhiker's Guide was going to steamroll whichever unknown it went up against. And Karen's comment was, books never made it out, make it out of the first round. Well, fucking books making it out, because Hitchhiker's Guide, which is a very powerful book on this show, gets another vote from me. And Jason, is it a clean sweep? Don't panic. Uh, yeah, it's a clean sweep. And Hitchhiker's Guide takes the win... Moving on, next fight is me. It is To Serve Man, the Twilight Zone episode, versus Mars Attacks. Uh, Let's see, one is aliens coming down to eat us, but they've convinced us to just go with them because it's better there and we can hang out. Versus Mars Attacks, where they just come down and fucking kill everybody. Which is, uh, which is, actually, I, I honestly think that Mars Attacks would be much more fun to be a part of. I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want to be cattle and go up into space and be like, oh, this is a, okay, I'll go with them. So uh, I'd rather, you know, face the apocalypse guns blazing and hopefully I can take some of those green-blooded sons of bitches down with me. So I'm going to go with Mars Attacks. Maria? Um, well, now that you put it like that, <laughs> I think that it would be awesome to definitely fight back. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you, but I love Twilight Zone. I love this episode. I love how, you know, they, they wait until the very end and you just, you just in awe. Um, and I, I think that it, it could happen. I mean, we're human beings. We are very curious. We want to see things and, Aliens come and they tell us that they're wonderful and they want to help us out and give us all these sort of good things. We might fall for it. Um, so I just I just can't say no to the Twilight Zone. So I'm going to vote for it to serve men. Of uh, uh, to serve men, uh, Jason. Uh, it, I like both of these quite a bit. I, I've only seen Mars Attacks once, uh, but I enjoyed it. I, and I. I've seen serve man a few more times than that. And they're both kind of, as I was comparing them, they were both kind of a push uh, until I remembered that the guy who figures it out and to serve man ended up being the villain in UHF. And for weird Al, I'm giving a vote to, to serve man. A vote for to serve man, Mike. Uh, Yeah, I, uh, I am. I'm not a big Tim Burton fan. I, it took me a long time to really come to grips with that, to realize that um, this is not one of my favorite movies of his. And uh, I love The Twilight Zone, and To Serve Man is one of the best. Plus, it has uh, Richard Keel uh, as the uh, 
the alien that uh, kind of was the representative of the, of the guys who ate us. Another vote for To Serve Man. Mars Attacks is more than just the Tim Burton movie. It was uh, lots of comic books way before that. Anyway, uh, Anthony. Mars <laughs> A vote for Mars Attacks. Uh, but To Serve Man is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Maria, this one is yours. Uh, it's something I'm pretty sure you don't know versus something you do. It is Flashpoint, a uh, very recent thing that happened in DC Comics, versus Ragnarok, uh, you know, the Norse myth of the end of the world. Um, well, I, I haven't read Flashpoint. I, I researched a little bit online, and uh, um, I am familiar with the myth. of. So I, I really like the comparisons about you know, with the Bible and the whole end of the world and, and you know, the first woman and the first man. I just I just like the whole scenario. Um, plus, it represents a whole view of a, of a, of a culture. I'm just going to vote for um, Ragnarok. Uh, vote um, for Ragnarok. Jason? Uh, I, you know, Ragnarok's a pretty good one. Uh, I, I've read a little bit about it. Uh, it's kind of there's not too many apocalyptic uh, stories where they they kill off the gods as well as a, a great number of people. Uh, and normally, I, I would vote for Ragnarok because it's it's a good it's a good apocalypse myth as opposed to some of the others I've read, which I've had to read a lot for school. Uh, but Flashpoint uh, is it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and that's weird to refer to an apocalypse as fun, but you, you had Barry Allen kind of for the first time I've ever read him uh, doing something selfish and it spirals completely out of control. Uh, you get to see what would have happened if the government had gotten hold of uh, baby Kal-El. Uh, you got to see, uh, uh, well, Shazam played an important role in it. And I, I'm a big fan of uh, Captain Marvel uh, and, and the whole uh, battle between Atlantis and Themyscira, but what I'm voting for, uh, Flashpoint, primarily for uh, the the side event, the uh, Batman Night of Vengeance, the whole uh, Thomas Wayne as a broken man just killing people uh, to try and put uh, some of that pain of losing his son to rest. I'm, I'm voting for Flashpoint. Uh, vote for Flashpoint. Mike? Uh, I, I'm going to go with, with Ragnarok. Um, there were a lot of, uh, of nice moments in Flashpoint, like you mentioned. But, you know, for me, Crisis moving on uh, is, is representative of the multiple DC apocalypses of this, of this type. Um, and, uh, and Ragnarok, I mean, for me, that's, that's the big daddy. I mean, my, my favorite... Uh, myths have always been the Norse myths, and one of the reasons is because it has this great finale. It has this great ending um, to to the gods, the the twilight of the gods. The whole story is great. The world tree, Thor versus the Midgard serpent. Uh, everything starts to fall apart when Balder is slain by mistletoe, which uh, was the one thing that could defeat him. Uh, it's it's fantastic, epic. You know, Viking gods go to war. I mean, it doesn't get much cooler than that. 
Uh, vote for Ragnarok. Uh, Anthony. No idea what Flashpoint is. I'm going for Ragnarok. <laughs> Vote for Ragnarok. Um, there's something to be said for an apocalypse that people don't fear. Ragnarok is an ac accepted as it's going to happen, and nobody's really scared about it. They're they're just uh, they they're they're scared uh, that they aren't prepared for it, but that they're preparing for it. And I, I kind of like the the. Uh, oh no, it's gonna happen. I'm not worried about that part. We know it's going to happen. It's it's the I, I, am I prepared so I can I go down fighting the way I want to. Uh, so I'm gonna vote for Ragnarok too. And Ragnarok moves on. And we are on to our next fight, Jason. This one is yours. It is the zombie apocalypse versus twelve monkeys. Oof. Uh, I'm not a big zombie guy. Uh, I. I've said quite a few times, I'm kind of hoping that very soon uh, the day will come when the internet finally gets over zombies for five minutes and starts obsessing about something else. But 12 Monkeys was so freaking depressing, uh, including uh, the whole he's basically caught in an endless loop. His, he watches himself die at the beginning of the movie. He ends it up, or, well, Either he watches himself die or he watches someone else die and then ends up becoming that person who he watches his own death. I, I that, that movie uh, just depressed me, and I suppose that makes for a good uh, apocalypse. But this one time and this one time only, I'm going to vote for zombie apocalypse. Uh, vote for zombie apocalypse. Mike? Uh, I am, I am going to vote for the, the 12 monkeys. Um I, I'm also not really a fan of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I know it's it's probably going to move on here, but uh, I'll vote for for Twelve Monkeys. It was a great movie, and and this is also kind of the 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 germ apocalypse representative here. You know, I mean that that's another one of the great real world apocalyptic fears uh, that that's expressed in this movie, and uh, and I think uh, I think I'll vote for it. Uh, vote for 12 Monkeys. Anthony. I've taken many tests over the years that have told me that in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I would be one of the survivors. Uh, as much credit as you give these tests, I'm going to have to vote for the zombie apocalypse because out of these uh, Armageddon scenarios, I feel I may be able to survive this one. Uh, vote for zombie apocalypse. Um... Yeah, the, the disease apocalypse is actually way scarier when you think about it because either you're immune or you're not. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Like, there, there's no, like, oh, let, well, we could just wall ourselves off from all these other sick people and then, you know, eventually it happens. But zombie apocalypse is similar to that in that you can't just wall yourself off. You just have to keep running away from it and hope and hope you can survive. Uh I like the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I can't wait for the zombie apocalypse because I, I don't know which side I'm going to take. If I'm going to be one of those people who tries to fight and survive the zombie apocalypse. But the more I read Walking Dead, the more I realize I really don't want to survive the more zombie apocalypse. Um, so I think I, I'm going to vote for zombie apocalypse. But I think it's only because I want to be one of the zombies in the zombie apocalypse. Brains. And Maria. Um... 12 Monkeys was one of my picks. I, I, you know, fear the idea of, of a 
a germ apocalypse. And like you said, there's something we can do about it. We can't hide. We can run. So either either you get lucky or you don't. Um, I also love the movie and the whole you can't escape and how he is just like in this circle and, and, and seems to be powerless. The more he wants to do, the less he can do. Um, but I, I, I'm obsessed with zombies. Like everybody else, I, I hate to say it. I'm, I'm obsessed about it. I'm always planning. What would I do? How would I survive? Um, how can, how can I, where can I hide? How can I run? And, uh, and it's scary. It's scary to see that, that your, you know, your loved ones, your neighbors, your friends are going to turn into you when you eat you and kill you. And so, um, I just, I have to vote for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, vote for, uh, the, vote zombie for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and the zombie apocalypse is moving on. And uh, just so you know, you're supposed to move to the desert for the zombie apocalypse. That's where their bodies will decompose fastest. Uh, moving on, Mike, this fight is yours. Luckily, yet another comic book. This one is full of comic books. Uh, it is Blackest Night from DC Comics. It's the Green Lantern apocalypse versus War of the Worlds. Uh, yeah, like I said... Um Crisis pretty much uh, will carry the banner forward for the comic book apocalypse. You know, Blackest Night, uh, again, not really apocalyptic if the crisis is averted. Um, and uh, it, it is actually, in many ways, DC's zombie apocalypse. Whereas War of the Worlds, um, you know, that, that really is the classic alien invasion story. Uh, you know, Mars Attacks, which, which you know, already went out, is, is just sort of the, the uh, trading card and uh, cartoonish version of that story. But, uh, you know, the War of the Worlds from the original H.G. Wells all the way up through uh, the, the Tom Cruise movie and, and even, you know, kind of how it becomes other things, Independence Day and, and lots of other uh, signs. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the standard story for alien invasions. So, War of the Worlds. Oh, vote for War of the Worlds. And I'm pretty sure that wasn't just Tom Cruise. I think that was Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Anthony. I do feel like we need to keep an alien invasion apocalypse going here, since Mars Attacks was unjustly voted out. But I'm going to vote for War of the Worlds. Not because of that, but because I want to spite Karen's statement of books never make it past the first round. <laughs> you know, uh, I wasn't going to vote for Blackest Night anyway because I didn't like it, but that actually, you're right, War of the Worlds. It's a book. Another book making it through. She doesn't listen so uh, very often. She'll listen like two or three months later. So two or three months later, if you look at her Twitter feed, you'll see her cussing at us. So it'll be fun. I voted for War of the Worlds. Maria? Make her listen to this one. Make her listen to this one. <laughs> Great book. Great movie, War of the Worlds. Another vote for War of the Worlds. Jason, is it a clean sweep, or are you going to give a lone vote to Blackest Night? Uh, I would normally give a lone vote to Blackest Night, especially since I put it on the list, because it kind of renewed my love affair with comics. But War of the Worlds, uh, the radio broadcast was kind of the world's biggest practical joke for a long time because people flipped the fuck out and there was <laughs> there might have been a good chance that the broadcast of war of the worlds might have started some actual apocalypse if it had gotten uh, too crazy so i'm going to give it to war of the worlds in a clean sweep 
Uh, vote for War of the Worlds and War of the Worlds, another book making it on through. And we're on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. Oddly enough, it is Book of Eli versus The Matrix. I don't believe Book of Eli is a book. <laughs> no, it was uh, not a book. Okay. You know I what? just looked book that up because I was going to vote for it if it was. <laughs> it may not have been a book, but it has the word book in the title. I am voting for Book of Eli. A vote for a book of Eli. Um, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, water is scarce. And, and there's, a, there's a twist at the end of the movie. Those of you that have not watched the movie, there is a twist at the end of the movie. And once the twist happens, if you make it that far, the movie becomes way more badass than it was. And then you actually have to go back and watch it again. Um, uh, but The Matrix is the robot apocalypse. And the robots succeeded a little bit better than the, uh... Actually, no, it's a mix of the robot apocalypse and the to-serve-man apocalypse. Because they keep humans so they can feed on them. Um, I'm going to go with the Matrix because it's two apocalypses in one. Uh, Maria. Um, the book of Eli was good. I liked it. I loved the twists. And like you said, at the end, I really had to go back and, and, and rewatch a lot of the scenes so I could make some sense of it. Um, but it's the Matrix. I love the Matrix. For me, there's only one Matrix. It's the first one. And uh, I put it on the list. Um, I'm just going to go for the Matrix. Uh, vote for the Matrix. Jason. Sorry about that. There's a bug on my microphone mute button. Uh both of these are kind of, I don't know, they're almost not apocalypses because I, I don't think, I mean, I didn't see the book of Eli, but I'm assuming that uh, in neither of them, the apocalypse actually happens. It's already happened. But uh, I'm just so tired of the Matrix because uh, there's a guy at work who is a Matrix guy. We used to call him Columbine because, uh, well, because he... Yeah, well, we were afraid he was going to combine us, to be honest. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Book of Eli, also because it has Denzel Washington in it. So there you go. A vote for Book of Eli and action Denzel Washington. Uh, those movies are usually really good when he's doing action. Uh, it is all tied up. Coming down to you, Mike. You uh, love The Matrix. Are you going to put it out? I uh, no, I, I I do love the Matrix, uh, like you said, and uh, like you said, it is it is the combination of the robot apocalypse and the something eating us apocalypse, um, and and not just eating us, it's convincing us that we are living in the world that we, as the audience, are actually living in, meaning that that could be the world that we're actually in. So, The Matrix. Uh, vote for The Matrix, and The Matrix is moving on. Mike's going to columbine us all. We are on to our next fight. It is the Eugenics Wars from Star Trek. That's where God comes from. Versus, uh, I don't know how to say that, but it's the asteroid that's going to hit, well, that's going to pass by the Earth in 2029. And after it passes by in 2029, they will know whether or not it's going to hit the Earth in 2036. So right now, they know it's not going to hit the Earth, but it could. And its trajectory, how close it gets to the Earth, and the Earth's gravitational pull could change it enough that the next time it comes past, it's just going to hit us and destroy everything. It's a fun thing. So those of you that aren't old and are going to probably live to 2029, that's something to look forward to. Um, 
I am going to be voting for that because eugenics wars are just wars in Star Trek. I mean, it do, it is where Khan comes from, and it, and it's basically technically what's going on now in the Middle East. There's the the uh, what do you call that? The the Arab Spring, isn't that what they they're calling it? Where everybody's finding freedom and fighting this new freedom, and and now they're finding a lot of power there. So, uh, I, I it's happening. We're not going to die because of it. I'm voting for the asteroid because we might. Maria? Um, I'm also going to be voting for the asteroid, although uh, I have read a lot about it. And, you know, it, first they said that it might it might hit us, then it, they didn't. Then, you know, the percentage was such much, and then, then it was this much. And it was just so confusing. Um, I wish they made their mind already. But I think it's it's something almost fun. Because you, you're here, and we're going to be alive, and we're going to get to to wait and see what happens. And it, it, if it happens that it does hit us, it's just going to be the end, and we might as well, you know, we might see it. So it's scary, and it's interesting, so I'm voting for the asteroid. Uh, vote uh, for the asteroid. Uh, Jason? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Apophis a- asteroid. Uh I think that's the way it's pronounced. Uh, basically, a near a near miss asteroid, which may or may not come back at us. Uh, yeah, not really. But I, I was watching uh, Doctor Bashir, I presume, the other day, uh, the Deep Space Nine episode, and I realized that the eugenics wars is the most terrifying scenario to the citizens of the Federation. Uh, they have all sorts of laws that 200 later, 200 years later, they don't have any anti-Dominion laws. They don't have anti, any anti-Borg laws, so to speak. They built a couple ships to take on the Borg, and they kind of, you know, they hardened their stance a little bit against the Dominion. But for the most part, they kind of shrug off these, what I would call, world-ending events. You know, they have no restrictions on AI or anything like that. They've actually given citizenships to their AI. But... When it comes to genetic engineering, all you've got to do is say con and everyone in the Federation shits their pants. I, I, Dr. Bashir was going to lose his career. They lock these people up in institutions for the, uh, out of just sheer terror. And if these people with their magic tech and their magic or their damn near, you know, uh, a paradise like worlds are shitting their pants over this thing. It's got to be terrifying. So I'm going to vote for the eugenics wars. Uh, vote for the eugenics wars, Mike. Hmm, that's, uh, that's an interesting argument. I had not thought of it that way. Uh, I was going to vote for the uh, asteroid because uh, it is a good representation of uh, the planetary collision apocalypse since uh, the Nibiru has gone out. But... Uh, I I like uh, I like that. I was thinking about it entirely from the con perspective, but uh, certainly from the twenty fourth century perspective, that seems to be the only place where they have absolutely no problem actually seriously repressing uh, human rights, uh, the right of people to genetically modify themselves and their children, and uh, and I hadn't looked at it that way. I think that's an interesting take. So I'll vote for eugenics wars. Uh, vote for the eugenics wars. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Anthony. Which one takes the win? Um, I'm going to have to give it to the Apophis asteroid, simply because though the, the percentages, the likelihood of this asteroid hitting us in 2036 have gone up and down, at one point, 
the percentage or the, the the odds of this happening were so great, it was more likely that this asteroid will hit the Earth and destroy all life than it is for you to get in a car accident. It was that much of a certainty, and on the universal perspective, that's a certainty. It's that's almost going to happen. Um, so it's a lot more scary and. So I'm voting for the Apophis asteroid. That's the Greek demons named after, or not Greek demon, Egyptian demon. That's just awesome. A vote for the Apophis asteroid, and Apophis is moving on. Also, you know, there's one thing I forgot about. Uh, after 2029, if we find out, yep, it's next pass, it's going to come through. Society probably falls apart, and it becomes an apocalyptic world. <laughs> so well, actually, they 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 were so worried that about it happening that they actually gathered sociologists and psychologists together to figure out what happened during those last seven years because it was such a certainty and it turns out that uh, they predict that for the first six years or so everything's fine it's that last six to twelve months that people start freaking out <laughs> uh, no once they say it's done I'm fucking everything uh, anyway <laughs> Apophis is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Maria, this one is yours. It is the Age of Apocalypse from Marvel Comics versus the Mayan Apocalypse. Oh, I'm afraid I might not do justice here because I have not read the Age of Apocalypse. I'm, I'm not familiar with it, and I am very familiar with the Mayan Apocalypse. So, um... Oh my god. Just, just because I really don't know anything about the Age of Apocalypse, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to vote for the Major Apocalypse, and I, I think that we're all waiting for that. It's kind of in everybody's mind, and people are going crazy with that, and 2012, and what's going to happen, and my dad, who's a very smart, logical man, is acting completely irrational about it, and it just, it, it's, it's, it's just so weird for me. I, I have to vote for it. Uh, vote uh, for, for the Mayan Apocalypse. Uh, Jason? I love the Mayan apocalypse. I mean, either we look at it this way, either uh, there's three possibilities. One, it represents something dark and foreboding, but the two more likely ones are uh, first that the Mayan calendar cycles back over and they start again, much like our calendar, or two, and I, I love imagining this one, I can just see the guy, uh, the Mayans put in charge of writing their calendar. He's hard at work one day and it's late on a I don't know, their equivalent of Friday afternoon, slaving away at the, uh, the calendar, and his buddy comes in, he's, he says, yeah, what are, you, are you still working on that fucking calendar? And uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, the, you know, our, our king told me to work on this calendar. And the guy goes, we're going to be around for fucking ever, man. You're gonna keep, you can keep doing the calendar any day, any day. We're the fucking Mayans. And they go out, and the very next day, you know, the disease shows up because the Spaniards are there and they start wiping out the Mayans and that guy never got to finish his calendar and now here, 400 years later we're all losing our damn minds uh, so I'm going to vote for the Mayan Apocalypse, because it's hilarious uh, Vote for the Mayan Apocalypse Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I loved the Age of Apocalypse uh, it was a great storyline um, I'm, I'm glad to see it kind of pop back up a couple of times but you know the Mayan apocalypse is is why we're doing this show i mean it's the whole uh 2012 uh you know there's lots of theories as to which apocalypse it could be um and uh it's it's just sort of like it's now it's topical it's it's the uh, the hot apocalypse so to speak 
Uh, vote for the Mayan Apocalypse. Anthony! You see, this one's tough for me, because I really don't know the age of Apocalypse. And with the Mayan Apocalypse, you know, I want to argue that the Mayan Apocalypse isn't really an apocalypse. The Mayans believed in a cyclic life. Uh, Human life was roughly 50-odd years cyclic. It repeated itself every 50 years. And while their calendar ends on December 21st, 2012, that doesn't mean the apocalypse is is coming. It means it's the end of that cycle. That that age is an end. There's still something after that. They just didn't know what. They didn't know what was going on. It just happens. That's the day their two calendars end at the exact same time. And so they... We don't know what's going to happen after that. It doesn't mean an apocalypse. It could just mean, hey, something new starting, new way of thinking, their world's ending. But I'm going to go ahead and vote for the Mayan Apocalypse because December 21st, 2012 is my 30th birthday. And it would be kind of cool if my 30th birthday was the end of the world. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I'll vote for the Mayan Apocalypse. I will be the lone vote for Age of Apocalypse because if it wasn't for Age of Apocalypse, literally... This show would not exist. I would not know Mike. I would not know Anthony. I would not know Jason Thompson. I would not know any of the people that have been on this show. Age of Apocalypse is responsible for me reading comics, which was responsible for me going into Comics Cafe, where Mike happened to be working, and then I met him. And if it wasn't for Age of Apocalypse going on in the X-Men comics, none of this would exist. So I will be voting for Age of Apocalypse for that, also, it's a really, really good story. If you have a chance, go pick up a few uh, uh, trades of it. It's it's actually really good. I like it a lot. Well, some parts of it are good. Some parts of it are shitty. The uh, Weapon X Wolverine is really good. Astonishing X-Men from that is really good. There's a few other really good things in there. Uh, so, that's it. My Apocalypse, moving on. We are at our last fight of the first round. It is uh, uh, the last unknown. It's Jared's unknown. It is Jason. This one is yours. It is the nuclear holocaust, or nuclear, because I can't say it right. I say it like a bush, versus Jared's pick, which is Mad Max, baby. Beyond, well, yeah, come on. Come on. How the fuck did Mad Max not make the list? <laughs> the whole list, nobody puts Mad Max on it. I was expecting somebody to do that. Anyway, Jason, this one is yours. Uh, well, you know, if I'm going to go through a post-apocalyptic Australia where gas is at a premium and there's roving gans of uh, 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 soccer hooligans on steroids, uh, I'm going to want to run with Mel Gibson. So I'm going to vote for Mad, Mad Max. Uh, vote for Mad Max. Mike? Uh, you know, here I think I will go uh, physical fight. And I think um, Mad Max versus a nuclear holocaust uh, would go to the nuclear holocaust. <laughs> okay, a vote for the nukes. Uh, Anthony? I'm going to go with nuclear holocaust simply because there was a point in our history where we were only seconds away from actually having that happen due to someone forgetting to tell someone else that someone was testing a missile. Uh, accidents. They're so great. Uh, vote for nuclear holocaust. Uh, yeah, uh, people get annoyed when I say nuclear. And it's like, no, but sorry, it's George H.W. Bush's fault. That's the, the, When I learned about nuclear stuff, that's who was saying it. So fuck all of you. Uh, I'm going to be voting for Mad Max because uh, Mel Gibson is crazy today. Imagine what he would be like in that universe 
like 30 years later. He would be insane. Like, that would be the greatest guy to pal around with in the world. I would love that. Uh, so if, if I have to be in a post-apocalyptic uh, future, I want to be going around with crazy-ass Mad Max. I agree wholeheartedly. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Maria. Which one takes the win? Oh, well, no. oh, um, well I, I, I think that a nuclear holocaust is, you know, it's, it's not only possible, but probable just because it, it can happen so many ways. It can be an error. It can be so many things. I personally would not like to see that happen. Um, in a way, I think that represents all the ways in which we as men can fuck this up and, and destroy the world and create a, you know, a Holocaust and apocalypse. But, um, oh, well, I, I love Matt Max. So I, I really, it's a hard one. I, Oh my God, I'm really torn. Um, it's a fear I had since I was a little girl. I think it could happen. It, you know, we, we were racing the era of fear. I'm just going to vote nuclear Holocaust. And nuclear Holocaust moving on. And, uh, well, that's it for round one. The nukes won. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Okay, so here's the Earth. Chilling. Damn, that is a sweet Earth, you might say. Brown. All right, ruling out the ice capes melting, meteors <sighs> becoming crashed into us, the ozone layer leaving, and the sun exploding, we're definitely going to blow ourselves <sighs> up. Okay. So basically, we've got China, France, India, Israel, Pakistan, Russia, the UK, and us with nukes. We've got about 2,600 more than anybody else. Whatever. Anyway, one day we decide those Chinese sons of a bitches are going down. So we launch a nuke at China. While it's on its way, China's like, shit, shit, who the fuck is shooting us? Oh well, fire missiles! Then France is like, shit, guys, we got the missiles, they are coming, fire our shit! But then let's hide. Well, have a nap. Then fire the missiles! Meanwhile, Australia is down there like WCF, mates. India, Israel, and Pakistan launched their shit, so now we've got missiles flying everywhere, passing each other. Russia's like, ah, motherland! Then England's like, about that time, eh, chaps? Brother. So now the US is like, fuck, we're dumbasses. Canada's like, what's going on, eh? Australia's still like, WTF. Mars is laughing at us, and some huge meteor's like, well, fuck that. So, now we've got nuclear winter. Everyone's dead except Australia. And they're still like, WTF. But they'll be dead soon. Fucking kangaroos. But, assuming we don't blow ourselves up, us Californians just have to worry about California breaking off from the United States to go hang with Hawaii. Alaska can come too. The end! And we are back doing what we do every single week. Uh, coming at you with Geek Cred. Learn a little bit about the panel. Uh, let's see. Who am I going to start with? Who am I going to put on the spot? Who's the most nervous? Maria! It's your first episode. You've never been on before. Actually, you have been on. Uh, just a, a quick, like, hello, because you are the wife of Amin Amat. Maria, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, that's probably the most uh, important part, because I am the wife of a super geek and comic book artist, Amin Amat. Um, I also am a geek myself. I love all things sci-fi, and uh, since ever I can't remember when I wasn't a geek. Um, I'm from San Juan, Puerto Rico, and uh, a big fan of the show. And uh, hopefully, I'll do you guys justice this first time around. Well, uh, just so you know, you ha you haven't been living up to it. Sorry, we're not uh, giving you back. No, just messing around. That's horrible. That's the evil, most evil thing you could ever say. Um, 
Anthony, what is your geek cred? On, uh, let's see, here on the East Coast, it is 37 minutes away from being your birthday. So, Anthony, what is your geek cred? My geek cred. Um, let's see. We've talked about my history geek. I'm a Disney geek. We've discussed the Star Trek thing in other episodes. Um, since this will be airing right after the holiday season, how about I'm a Christmas geek. I love Christmas. I love Santa Claus. I, I read uh, Charles Dickens' story every year, Christmas Carol. Um, yeah, I love Christmas and everything about Christmas. Rock and roll, hoochie-coo. And... Jason Thompson. Uh, I, yeah, kind of a callback to the first round. I did write a college paper and used as a as an example of apocalyptic literature, not something uh, like the Book of Revelations. But I chose Crisis on Infinite Infinite Earths, so uh, that's pretty geeky. That's the way it works. <laughs> and we're gonna start fighting again, Mike. This one is yours. It is Rise of the Planet of the Apes, or the Monkey Apocalypse, versus the Book of Revelation. This is really, really tough. Um, the Monkey Apocalypse is one of my favorite apocalypses, but I think I'm going to stick with Book of Revelation. Um, they, they're, you know, like we said, there's some, some just wild stuff in there. Uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, some just bizarre imagery, um, and because it is so, you know, some people think that it's actually just intended to be a metaphor and it's more about personal transformation because the word, the word uh, apocalypse uh, literally, I mean, the, I think it is the Greek word for revelation. That's why it is the book of Revelation. It is, it is God's you know, divine glory revealed on earth or something like that. Uh, so it, it is, you know, a story about the end of evil, the final battle, the conquest of evil, and then the the enlightened period that follows. Um, so some people have interpreted it as, as sort of a personal metaphor, but uh, it's also just such a big kind of crazy, you know, almost sci-fi story. And it's it's, you know, fueled a lot of different movies, and uh, and uh, it's just a kind of it. Hey, it's it's really where where the word apocalypse comes from. Uh, vote for Book of Revelation, Anthony. Yeah, I'm gonna let everyone know today. From, I can tell you from personal experience that monkey rape is not that bad. And out of these two apocalypses, the rise of the planet of the apes go a whole lot easier for all of us. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, vote for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I'm a fucking heathen, so I'm not coming out of the other side of Book of Revelation. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I know this. I Monkey rape is 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 doable. I, I'm I'm cool, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not completely it cool with... It might be gorilla rape, mind you. It, does, it, it does not matter, because I know... I don't come out of Book of Revelation. I don't, like, I don't get to see the enlightened period. I'm one of the heathens. So it's not there for me. The, the light of the end of the tunnel does not exist. The only thing I have to look forward to in this scenario is monkey raping until the day I'm dead. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take monkey rape uh, because, well, you got to do what you got to do. So <laughs> Rise of the Plenty of the Apes gets a vote from me. 
Maria? Um, I, I really don't want to get monkey rape. I, I don't care how much you guys try to sell it. I think it would be horrible. Um, I think that I, I might, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a good person and based on the whole religious interpretation of the book of Revelations that might go well for me. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's just one of the oldest stories ever told, you know, it's the classic good versus evil story. And, uh, it has had so much impact on, on so many people. It's just such a big part of something, you know, of the Christian religion. It's just, it's just um, for me, it's, I, I can't I can really see a, a more um, just bigger scenario than good versus evil. And, uh, and like somebody said before, it's, it's, it's where the whole term apocalypse come from. It's just... You know, it's the whole idea of the end of times. And something really cool, I don't know if in English, but in Spanish, there is a verse that actually refers to la guerra de las galaxias, so like the war of the galaxies. That's there on the book of Revelation. So it's, it's really, it, it's just so, so amazing, and I just have to look for it. So, book of Revelation. Uh, um, book of Revelation. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jason. Oh boy. Okay, the book of Revelation was written by uh, John, but not the John who wrote the Gospel of John. Uh, and it kind of like reads almost like at the, at the extreme risk of sacrilege here. Uh, it almost reads like an alien abduction tale. He's taken bodily into heaven and shown the events that lead to the end of the world. And it's sent back to kind of uh, spread the word that the end is coming. And Christianity and for a very, very long time, was an apocalyptic uh, sect of Judaism. They believed, well, Jesus himself uh, believed that the world was ending, and it was ending in their generation. They weren't going to, their children were not, were going to see, you know, the end of the world. They were going to see the end of the world. And the uh, book of Revelation is full of stuff like that. Uh, it's full of stuff that's kind of transcended the Christian faith and kind of made it into, secu into the secular culture, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, the the term apocalypse was uh, popularized because of the book of Revelation. Uh, Armageddon, which was uh, the location of the final battle, has now become synonymous with the actual final battle between good and evil. But Rise of the Planet of the Apes has monkeys, and I like monkeys. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, vote for monkey rape, and monkey rape <laughs> is moving on through... We are on to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. This one is difficult. It is Earth burning up when the CERN turns into a red giant versus the Hadron Collider uh, having many black holes popping up on Earth. Both of these are just awesome to think about. On a, you know, Just let your imagination go and picture it happening. They're both great. But I have to go with the Hadron Collider just because there had to be one guy sitting there at, at the machine. They were like, dude, if you do this, it could cause a black hole. And he just sat there and he went, eh, fuck it, and flipped the switch. He <laughs> went the Hadron Collider. Oh, vote for Hadron Collider. That is, ah, that is so tempting, that, that human curiosity that is there, that's going to always be there. And there's going to be another Hadron Collider 50, 100, 200 years in the future, it's going to keep happening until eventually what we predict might happen will actually happen and we will wipe ourselves out. 
and uh, it, it is the it is the the human element of it. Uh, the red giant is going to happen. Like it, the, we can't avoid it. It's it. The Earth will not be we, here. We can if we make a black hole first. <laughs> you know, you're right. If we d do accidentally make a black hole, it will suck in the sun. <laughs> we will avoid the red giant. Uh, well, let's rephrase that. This sector of space will avoid a red giant because there will be a black hole there in its stead. Uh, I'm going to vote for Hadron Collider because it's awesome. Uh, Maria? Um... I also want to vote for the Hadron Collider. I think that it's just crazy how human curiosity just can't stop. I mean, like like he said, you, somebody might have been there just thinking, hmm, this, this might destroy the Earth and everything that I know and love and care for, but I'm going to do it anyway because I just want to know what happens. And, and I can totally see that happening in so many other scenarios. We're always going to want to know. And and it's funny, even even... Even I, even thinking about how is it all going to end and how people are going to suffer, I still would like to know and even live through it and see what happens. So, um, yeah, and if that happens, then it doesn't really matter because there will be no sun because it will all go to the black hole like you said. So definitely, yeah, the um, Hadron Collider. A vote for Hadron Collider. Uh, Jason. All right. Okay. Uh, well, the Red Giant, we don't know the this. You know the the context of what what life is going to be like. We don't know if we'll have moved on to some other planet, or you know, moved on to some other state of being, or wiped ourselves out centuries ago, or whether we're just standing here on this little red ball when our sun, you know, expands and burns our planet to ash. Uh, and then the Hadron Collider. I guess the way they keep trying to describe it, whenever anyone you know comes up to him and says, are, are, "Are you really sure you want to?" You know make black holes in, in inside our planet they always describe it almost as a uh, like uh crackling sparks off a, a campfire these they, it is creating micro black holes but they're so small that they can't really last for more than a few uh, milliseconds or microseconds uh so hmm. i do like the certainty of the earth burning up under the red giant but I think I'm going to go with Hadron Collider because I think that that feels a little more apocalyptic than just an end of the world that's coming. Uh, vote for Hadron Collider. And Mike, this is actually something that could be a physical fight. Which one are you voting for? Uh, I will I will vote for the uh, the Hadron Collider because the the sun expanding, you know, in it that's at least four billion years off, so there there really won't be anything recognizably human on Earth by that time. Uh, we will have evolved into something else, or we will have been destroyed by any number of other apocalypses, including inevitable uh, asteroid collisions and things like that. So it's really apocalyptic for the planet itself, but not not necessarily for us. Um, and the Hadron Collider, uh, that's. That's not just nature at work. That's us uh, messing with what maybe we shouldn't be messing with. Uh, it's another m manifestation of our own technology kind of coming back to haunt us, as many of these uh, apocalypses on this list are. Um, 
So uh, I think for that reason, because it is it is more man made, it is it is more. There's a lesson to be learned from it, other than just the well. In a long enough timeline, everything dies. Uh, vote for Hadron Collider, the uh, flipper babies of the 21st century. And we are moving on to the next round, next fight. Uh, it is Judgment Day versus the day after tomorrow. Um, let's see. Judgment Day gives us robot apocalypse versus weather apocalypse. And weather apocalypse is so much fun. I love Weather Apocalypse because it's so stupid. Like, that movie is so stupid because it can't happen that fast. I, I, I mean, I technically, I guess it could happen in, like, a week, but the odds of it happening in a week are, are so astronomically high that I, I can't... We could adjust in the two to three hundred years that the, the shift would happen over. We could adjust. We could move. We'd be fine. Uh, the robot apocalypse, you can't get away from. They're fucking robots. Siri's already here. It's talking to us. Siri's against abortion. Like, crazy things like that. So I'm going to be voting for Judgment Day. Maria? Um, uh, as much as I think that the weather is, is definitely scrub and it's getting worse every day, I do agree that it, you know, it can be averted. There's so many things we can do about it, and it, it, it's going to give us sufficient time to act and react, and hopefully we will. Um, judgment Day, you know, machines, robots taking over artificial intelligence, uh, we see that every day. I, I think that it's incredibly um, egocentric and stupid of us to, to do to create these, this, this, these creatures, to create this intelligence that can someday make us the non-dominant species in the planet. Um, and I think that we we definitely are capable of doing that, and we're doing it right now. So yeah, Judgment Day. Uh, vote uh, for Judgment Day, uh, Jason. Uh, yeah. Uh, if if I were to break this down into a physical fight, I would break this down into uh, well, let's see, John Connor from the most recent Terminator movie versus the main star of Day After Tomorrow, which is. So that would give us Christian Bale versus Jake Gyllenhaal. And after listening to his rant on the set of Judgment Day, I'm pretty sure Christian Bale's got Jake. He'll, he'd hand Jake Gyllenhaal his lunch. So Judgment Day. Uh, vote for Judgment Day. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm also going to go with Judgment Day. Um, you know, again, and, and again, more for the just uh, robot apocalypse or, or machine apocalypse. Um and you know when, when this came out, it was uh, the the late '80s. So you know the obvious threat to the world was uh, the military-industrial complex. That was that was the the powerhouse that that was kind of running things. Um, but now you know years later, we see the world a little bit differently. And I think the information age um, and the information industry. Is, is something much more dangerous. And I think, uh, you know, Skynet's not going to be a manifestation of, of just a, a network of, of military computers. It's going to be the Internet itself. It is, uh, it is iCloud. So, uh, really, I'm voting for the iPocalypse. <clears throat> a vote for Judgment Day. And, Anthony, is it a clean sweep? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and make it a clean sweep because I really don't mind the cold. 
Oh, fuck you, West Coast boy. Uh, vote for Judgment Day, and Judgment Day moves on. We are on to our next fight. Maria, this one is yours. It is Crisis on Infinite Earths versus The Hitchhiker's Guide. Well, um, I, I love The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's it's fabulous book, and um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm voting for that. Uh, vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Jason. Whew, I really enjoy the, the almost casual nature of the way the Earth's destroyed to create a interstellar on-ramp. Uh, it's, it's not, it's, I, it's just, it's just negligent in a, in a way that only bureaucracy could ever be. So I'm going to vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Another vote for the Hitchhiker's Guide. Mike. Uh, I, I do love the Hitchhiker's Guide, but I am going to vote for Crisis. Um, you know, I, I'm a comic book guy first and foremost, and uh, you know, Crisis really was the template for the, you know, not just the big apocalyptic comic book story, but for the big comic book event. Uh, vote for Crisis, Anthony. Well, I'm going to be voting for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, not only because the Earth is destroyed to make way for a galactic bypass, but in the original uh, tellings of the Hitchhiker's Guide, when it was still a radio series, it started with uh, every week they were just coming up with new ways to destroy the Earth, and it blew, it grew from there. So the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is actually several apocalypses in one. Another vote for Hitchhiker's Guide... And, um, let's see. Do I give a little love to DC? Even though I have tons and tons of DC spite? Uh, no, I will not. I will I will be going to uh, book style and voting for Hitchhiker's Guide. Because uh, the apocalypse in that one could have easily been averted had somebody gone to the town hall meeting where they discussed this. Didn't you get the memos? Like, <laughs> that shit is awesome. So I'm voting for Hitchhiker's Guide. And Hitchhiker's Guide, a book is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is To Serve Man versus Ragnarok. Uh, again, you got, you, got a, you got a great Twilight Zone episode versus gods are getting killed and the Tree of Life is ruined. and it, Basically, almost all you'd want from an uh, end-of-the-world scenario, just constant battle and death and you know in an almost well in, in a way that only the norse can do it where it it's almost it's one of those we happy few type attitudes that they all they always have they, oh yeah war all right let's go you know and uh, the the final war let's go so i'm gonna vote for ragnarok uh vote for ragnarok uh mike yeah i'm also gonna go for ragnarok i mean it it truly is epic um, and, and it's got you know all all different kinds of things. I mean, there's there's betrayal, uh, you know, Loki's evil, uh, the the Fenris wolf. Uh, it was just it it's just such an amazing, vast, grand story um, that has been translated multiple times into the Thor comic book. Uh, and uh, and you know, like I said before, Viking gods go to war. Another vote for Ragnarok. Anthony. 
Viking gods go to war. That's all that needs to be said on that one. Another vote for Ragnarok. And Ragnarok is a story, not a movie or a TV show. It might have been something from a book. <laughs> so I'm going to be voting for Ragnarok just for the book angle. Plus, it's a sweeter apocalypse than to serve man. I'm not cattle. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to be cattle. Uh, Maria. Uh, as much as I, I love that episode, it's probably one of my favorite episodes of the Twilight Zone, and um, I think it's definitely possible. Um, Ragnarok is just an epic story. It has everything um, a good apocalypse needs to have, and it, it doesn't get any bigger than that, so I'm voting for Ragnarok. And Ragnarok in a clean sweep. And we are on to our next round, our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the zombie apocalypse versus the War of the Worlds. Uh, I will vote for War of the Worlds. Um, I I prefer the alien apocalypse to the zombie apocalypse by, by a large margin. And I think one of the things with the zombie apocalypse is in the context of most of the zombie movies, the zombie stories... Um, the, the apocalypse happens because those people are unaware of the zombie apocalypse. You know, there are, I mean, depending exactly on how, you know, if this was some sort of a contagion that couldn't be stopped. But, you know, in, in most realistic, I can't believe I'm saying realistic zombie scenarios, um, our world would be able to deal with this problem. Uh, most people know the rules pretty well. Uh, you know, the military situations, I'm sure, have contingency plans, or if not, they just have to kind of pop in the DVD to figure it out. Uh, it doesn't matter how many alien invasion movies we watch, when the aliens come, we're dead. So, War of the Worlds. I'll vote for War of the Worlds. Anthony? See, I'm torn here. On one hand... I want to vote War of the Worlds simply because I'd like to see two books make it to the final in that whole book spite we've got going on. But on the other hand, with the zombie apocalypse, the scary thing about the zombie apocalypse, I think, is that it's one of the few, if maybe the only one on this list, where in this particular scenario, you may have to shoot your mom in the face or cut off your grandfather's head. You might have to kill a family member because they're coming at you as a zombie. And I think it just makes it a little worse on that side. So I'm going to go zombie apocalypse. Uh, vote for zombie apocalypse. I'm going to be voting for zombie apocalypse because I might have to shoot my mom in the head or kill my... <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> you know what makes it even worse? My mom occasionally listens to shows, so she'll pick this one to listen to, and then I'll hear about it, like, you'd shoot me in the head? Like, no, mom, I wouldn't shoot you in the head. She wants to be on the show, too. That'll happen one day. Aim for the chest, mom, not the <laughs> Oh, no. If she was a zombie, I'd totally shoot her in the head. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, even if you're listening. Um, but Mike is absolutely right. The, the zombie apocalypse is an avoidable apocalypse if it happens in our world today. Because most of the time, the zombie apocalypse relies on ignorance. The fact that people are like, what's wrong with you? Why are you coming at me like that? Ow, why did you bite me? Hey, Jim bit me. That's crazy. Oh, he's biting me again. Like, that, that is literally what it relies on is ignorance and stupidity. That's the only reason it happens. Otherwise, it doesn't. 
And in the information age that we live in, uh, it'd almost be impossible unless it's the Shaun of the Dead uh, zombie apocalypse where people just aren't paying attention. But it wasn't a zombie apocalypse in Shaun of the Dead because if you remember at the end of the movie, Military Terry came through and shot the fuck out of everything. And that's exactly what would happen in the real world in the zombie apocalypse. So I'm voting for the book. War of the Worlds gets a point from me. Uh, Maria? Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of hype with the zombie apocalypse. Everybody's talking about it. And, and we, we kind of almost want to know how it would happen and what would we do. But in reality, um, when it comes to War of the Worlds, you know, aliens coming to Earth, I always say all we need to do is look at ourselves. Why do we come? Why do we move? Why forward? Why do we conquer? Why do we go to other places? It's never for something good. It's always to dominate, to be on top, to, you know, kill everything that opposes us. And I think that it's definitely is very probable that it's the same way, you know, when it comes to aliens coming here. Um, I, I fear that day. I also fear that the day will come someday. We might not see it, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's lurking. It's, it's coming um so i'm definitely plus I, it's a great book and uh i'm gonna vote for war of the worlds another uh, vote for, for war of the worlds and jason okay uh well war of the worlds uh was written what in 1910 1920 pretty early in the century before they started realizing the the, the kind of power that uh bacteria might have fully uh you know, the aliens are wiped out basically by a cold. Uh, whereas the zombie apocalypse, I could almost see as a realistic situation because I could just imagine people seeing zombies starting to shamble down the street and just go, oh, Jesus, it's more fucking zombie people. Will you just, I have to go to work. And suddenly they're being bitten. And that's how the zombie apocalypse actually gets by us and gets started to where it's beyond a manageable level. That being said, my hatred for the internet's obsession with zombies is going to win this one out. Uh, War of the Worlds. And War of the Worlds gets another point. And War of the Worlds is moving on. On to our next fight. Anthony, this one is yours. It is the Matrix versus the Apophis Asteroid. Hmm. Um... I'm going to go with the Apophis Asterix. It's a real-life scenario that could happen. We won't know for certain until 2029. I think it's April or May. We'll have the final calculations done. We'll know if it's going to hit in 2036. And once again, it was so certain at one point, you could walk out into a lightning storm, a thunderstorm, with a golf club, hold it up into the air, and it's more likely the asteroid will hit before you'll get hit by lightning. So I'm going with the Apophis Asteroid. Uh, vote for Apophis. That is very... When you really think of those numbers in that kind of way, that's actually extremely scary. So what you're saying is I have a better chance of winning the lot... My, my chance of winning the lottery is actually worse than the chance that the the uh, uh, Apophis asteroid hits the planet. Like, the Apophis asteroid will hit the planet before I win the lottery. That's fucked up. Um, plus, there's already a little bit of robot apocalypse on here, so I'm going to go with Apophis. And because I would fuck everything after we found out. Literally, I would... Like, seriously, 2029? How old would I be in 2029? I can't do the math right now. 52? I'd be 52? I'd be fucking everything. It'd be great. Uh, so, Apophis. Uh, Maria? 
Um, I, I have been convinced by the, the whole percentage thing. I have not seen it that way, but it's amazing that I have more probability of dying, um, you know, by an asteroid and winning the lotto. That's really depressing. So um, I'm going to go with Apophis asteroid. Another vote for Apophis. Jason. Uh, I don't know. I mean, aren't these the same people who missed Mars with the space program and they're the ones doing the math here? Uh, the Apophis asteroid is, is, you know, a worrisome scenario. The Matrix was a pretty big movie. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we, we do need a representative of, you know, uh, how the dinosaurs went out revisited. So Apophis. Another vote for Apophis and Mike. Uh, I will throw some love to the Matrix. Um, I, while I do like the fact that we are getting some, uh, you know, planetary devastation from the skies representation, and we do have a robot apocalypse on here already. I'll just vote for the Matrix <laughs> just to give it a little bit more love uh, because it uh, it is also just a different kind of robot apocalypse. A vote for the Matrix, but Apophis is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is the Mayan Apocalypse versus Mad Max. And uh, I personally believe that the uh, Mayan Apocalypse is the last Mayan, last, I don't know, full-blooded, quarter-blooded. The last bit of Mayan actually dies on 2012-2012, whatever it is, or 12-20, depending on where you are. But, uh, yeah, that, that's that's the way I'm going to work with it, is the last Mayan dies on that day. Like, the last bit of Mayan blood goes out of the, out of the world, and everything stays the same. It's an apocalypse to the Mayans. Doesn't really affect anybody else. Um, I'm, and Mad Max, fucking seriously. I, Mel Gibson, can you imagine? Like, current age Mel Gibson. Like, when... when when he he's old man he's hitting old man territory where they lose that uh what do you call that um the ability to uh filter themselves that's right the filter of oh i'm not supposed to drop in bombs and talk about how horrible the jews are and he does that not because he's drunk it's because he's old and he's always thought that and i'm going to vote for mad max because i would love to live in a world where he was doing that uh maria um I, I love Mad Max. I, I would, you know, I agree with you. It would be totally awesome to be in that type of world with Mel Gibson and uh, definitely entertaining um, and shocking. But um, the main apocalypse it, it intrigues me. I think it's it probably has to do a lot more with a change in the way things are perceived or maybe a change in how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the human race. Um, we might come into some information or knowledge or maybe a realization that we are not who we think we are and, and therefore we end in a way. Um, and I, I like to believe that it intrigues me a lot. So I'm going to vote for the um, Mayan apocalypse. I'll vote for the Mayans. Uh, Jason. Uh, um, boy. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Mad Max. I, I don't have any real reason one way or another other than just the idea of crazy Mel Gibson. 
driving around the outback with a <laughs> shotgun and facing off against guys dressed up like uh, you know Kiss fans on steroids. The outback? You mean L.A.? <laughs> this is awesome. A bow for Mad Max, Mike. Uh, you know, I've I've never really cared for the Mad Max movies. Um, I didn't like the first one at all. Road Warrior was mildly entertaining, and I never even bothered with the Thunderdome. And I think modern-day Mel Gibson running around acting crazy uh, in that series would make them even less entertaining. Um, but the Mayan Apocalypse, uh, one, you know, a lot of the other sort of real apocalypses on, on this list... Um, are very vague. You know, the, uh, the, the book of Revelation happens after the seas boil, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just some sort of vague, uh, you know, prophetic things. Um, even the Apophis asteroid, I mean, there's still like, even though this is, you know, there's calculations, they still don't really have it kind of exact. They won't know exactly until then. Uh, but the Mayans, boom, they gave you the date right there. It's like they're on stage. Everyone else is being kind of vague. They just they just stay December twenty third, two thousand thirteen or twelve, and just drop the mic, walk off stage. That's it. I mean, they're precise. It's on the nose, dead on. No one else is promising like that. It's like uh, fucking thirty minutes or less. It's a guarantee. So, mine apocalypse. A vote for the mine apocalypse. But you forgot about that one guy who said that the rapture was going to happen in March. And then it was going to happen again. It, he was wrong. He was off by a little bit. And then it was going to happen in August. But see, that's the thing. Is there, there's, it's not like there's 30 different Mayan, Mayan apocalypses. There's one. Well, nailed it. It, well, until it happens and it doesn't, then they're like, oh, well, you know, it was wrong. It's, it's here. But anyway, it is all tied up. It comes down to you, Anthony. Which one takes the win? Okay, so the Mayan apocalypse, December 21st, 2012, my 30th birthday. From a mythology standpoint, the great things happen once you're 30. In your third decade, that's when the important things happen. So as I, if, how I see it here, if the world ends, if, if the apocalypse happens on my 30th birthday, I may just become our generation's Mad Max. <laughs> so I'm going to go with my apocalypse because that'll make me Mad Max and maybe cooler than Mel Gibson. A vote for the Mayan apocalypse. And the Mayans make it through. For now. We are on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Maria, this one is yours. It is Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Monkey Rape versus the Hadron Collider. Oh my god, Monkey Rape again. Um Hydro Collider. Um you know, it's it's just a matter of what's more probable to me and what's more descriptive of us as the, as the human, you know, as a race. I think that, like I said, our curiosity is always going to get the best of us. Um, it's, it's crazy that this was the real possibility that, that this could create black holes. It could be the end of us and the end of our solar system. And we still did it. And, and we will, you know, do it again and again, because that's just the way we are. So I'm going to vote for the, um, Hadron Collider. Uh, vote for Hadron. Jason. Well, the fun thing about uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is, you know, the apes throughout that movie went out of their way not to hurt anybody badly. I think they only actually killed, you know, three people, the uh, 
the the uh, medical boss and I, you know, Draco Malfoy, and I think one of the cops got thrown off the bridge. But you know, they they seem to have been heading towards a situation where they were going to try and live in peace, and you know, uh, just so happened to, uh, in a an epidemic started, you know, as a resu- as a side effect of the whole situation. Uh, and that, uh, this is that when I think about it, this is actually two situations where science goes out of control and wipes out, wipes out the, uh, wipes out people. Uh, so now it's a push. And since it's a push, I'm going to vote for, for monkeys again. Uh, vote for monkey raping. Mike. You know, um, it's not rape if it's consensual. <laughs> and, you know, maybe just someone needs to put the rise in the rise of the planet of the apes and uh, and, and all those worries go away. But with the, with the Hadron Collider... Uh, one of the interesting theories that has floated around, there was a story about someone traveling from the future to try to prevent us from activating it. There was an April Fool's joke. Uh, there have been a lot of weird uh, things that have gone on to delay the project that some people have theorized is actually the universe's way of trying to prevent us from from doing this because one of the things that it's looking for is something uh, called the Higgs boson which is uh, referred to as the God particle and that uh, you know maybe we are at a point where we are peering so deep into the nature of reality that uh, if we actually peel back that layer um, we I mean, a black hole may be the least of our problems. So uh, I will vote for the Hadron Collider. More collisions. Uh, Anthony. I am very tempted to vote for Rise of the Planet of the Apes just to hear Maria say again, oh my God, monkey rape again. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to vote for the Hadron Collider because even if we somehow don't kill ourselves by making a black hole... When the monkeys do take over, they'll build a Hadron Collider and kill us. So, Hadron Collider. I'll vote for Hadron Collider. And uh, it's not consensual because um, if a monkey can rip off your arm, if it's going to have sex with you, you let it have sex with you. It's, a, it's the let the Wookiee win scenario of, of, <laughs> of rape. Like, it can rip off your arm, so you might as well just shut up and take it. Like, don't fight back because that's, that's bad. It's still rape. Okay, it's not rape if you really want them to do it. Oh, I don't want them to do it. It was just the preferable outcome. Book of Revelations, I was a heathen. I don't want to be cooked. That, that, that was basically the way it worked. I'd rather have monkey rape than be uh, left behind or be boiled alive. Uh, Plus, uh, the monkey likes it if you fight back. Oh, dear Lord, no. But I, I'm still... I am still going to be voting for the apocalypse that will most likely take out humanity. And it's not necessarily the Hadron Collider, but it is our overconfidence and the fact that eventually we will find a way to take ourselves out. So I'm voting for that, and the Hadron Collider is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Judgment Day versus Hitchhiker's Guide. Whew. Uh... 
Uh, at the end of the day, it boils down to this. I enjoyed Hitchhiker's Guide a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed any of the Terminator movies. And for the first two, that's actually saying quite a bit. So, Hitchhiker's Guide. I'll vote for Hitchhiker's Guide. Mike? Um, I'm I'm going to stick with Judgment Day uh, with the robot apocalypse, the iPocalypse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I do think that this is the most likely scenario um, and, and there's kind of an, an interesting twist to this. I mean, it is basically about um, our modern technology, our computer technology that, that kind of comes around and, and destroys us. And I remember reading a book many years ago called The Day After Roswell by uh, Philip Corsco, I think his name is, who was a general who uh, claims to be the person who was in charge of uh, spreading the technology that was recovered from the Roswell site out to various uh, companies and universities to reverse engineer the technology. And ultimately, this is where we get uh, the laser, the transistor, and, uh, and, and really everything that we think of in modern technology and modern communications technology, uh, all essentially reverse engineered from an alien spacecraft. And when he was said, when he was looking at the bodies, of the aliens and how kind of bland and nondescript they were. He, he wondered for a second if maybe they weren't controlling the ship, that the ship was the alien and they were just kind of servicing it. And then the book doesn't bring that up again, but that completely freaked me out because it meant that maybe the intelligent technology uh, of the ship is the actual alien being that has now spread itself into all of the technology that will eventually take us over, essentially making the robot tech, the robot apocalypse an alien invasion. And that scares the shit out of me. Uh, vote for Judgment Day. Anthony. Well, I'm going to go in with Hitchhiker's Guide. and There's two reasons why I'm going to pick Hitchhiker's Guide over the... Uh, robot apocalypse one in hitchhiker's guide we actually get to see the end of the universe so even if the robots win we get to see them destroyed two in the hitchhiker's guide we see that as we develop robotic technology and artificial intelligence technology we give them people personalities and i think the robots gonna be a little too depressed to actually bother fighting back so hitchhiker's guide uh vote for hitchhiker's guide you suck mike that was really good that was really good. Like, I was going to vote for Hitchhiker's Guide just to say, it's a book. Fuck you, Karen. And not really fuck you, Karen. But I, I, I do like Hitchhiker's Guide a lot, and I like it better than The Robot Apocalypse. But when you, when you bring up another book that you read to talk about it and go, well, maybe, maybe those aliens at Roswell weren't the aliens. Maybe the, the ship, the robot, was the alien. And you keep talking about the Apocalypse. Which, seriously, if, if it hasn't been trademarked, you have to trademark that. Um, you've swayed me. I'm going to be voting for Judgment Day against the book, against my better judgment. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Maria. Which one takes the win? Um, before Mike's amazing and, and, and beautiful speech, I was definitely going to vote for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's, uh, it's a book that I enjoy a lot. And I, I, I love all the parallels in the story with our everyday life and the way we conduct ourselves and how we manage our own planet. 
But um, that was fascinating uh, to me. Mike, you kind of blew my mind there. I, I love conspiracies and this one that I had not thought about. Um, the idea that this alien technology has infiltrated all our systems and everything that we do um, and the, we have allowed it in our homes and our lives. And, and slowly it's taking over. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling and scary. And I, I have to give it to... Um, you know, the eye apocalypse. Uh, vote for Judgment Day and the eye apocalypse and the goddamn shark struck again. Judgment Day is moving on and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, it is yours. It is Ragnarok versus War, War, War of the Worlds. Wow, this is a tough one. Um, you know, I've, I've been fighting for both of these uh, quite a bit the whole way. Uh, you know, I think... God... I think I'm going to go with Ragnarok um, because in the end the world does end in that one uh, in War of the Worlds you know we rebuild our society we luck out that the, uh, the, the aliens are defeated by a microbe um, but in, uh, in Ragnarok yeah the world really does come to a, a fairly complete end uh, and then begins again uh, vote for Ragnarok. Anthony. I really don't like having to choose between these two at all. Because like Mike said, Ragnarok, everything does come to a complete end. And War of the Worlds is the representation of the alien Armageddon. But I want to keep a book on the list, a book to make it to the final four. So I'm going to go to War of the Worlds. Uh, vote for War of the Worlds. Um, Ragnarok is a book, kind of, too. It's a story that was told for hundreds of years, and then somebody probably wrote it down, I would assume. That's why we know it today. It was written in the, uh, the Eddas, which were the written uh, Norse mythology tomes. See? That's, that's some really old shit. So it's a book, too. I will count it as a book, so my, my, my book spike can go to either one. Um, War, uh, the Alien Apocalypse... And the aliens and, and god damn it, 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 it there's no it, we win we we defeat it like yeah some people die lots of people die and lots of people are hurt but at the end of the day the earth is still there most of the stuff is still there and most of the people are still there uh it's not really that much of an apocalypse ragnarok is the end it's an ending and people are are, are raring to go for it so I'm going to vote for Ragnarok. Uh, Maria. Uh, War of the Worlds is, I would like to see it move on. It's, it's a great book. It's a great story. It's something that we have in a way all been um, taught to believe. Aliens will come one day and, and we will have to fight them and only one will prevail. I love that our planet, you know, conspires with us and it basically is the one that defeats the alien because they, they just, you know, they have not owned the right to it. But um, Ratnarek for me, not only is a great story, not only is a true apocalypse, but it represents in a way all, all, the, all these type of stories, almost like the Book of Revelation, almost like in every culture, it, there is this, this tell of, of an end. And, and, and that for me encompasses all that. So I'm going to be voting for Ratnarek. Uh, vote for Ragnarok. And Jason. Uh, Ragnarok. 
Easy as that. Ragnarok, a story from maybe thousands of years ago. Moving on. Well, not thousands, but a long time ago. And uh, we're here at our last spot in the Final Four. Anthony, this one is yours. It is the Apophis asteroid versus the Mayan apocalypse. That is a very tough decision. It's the... What'll happen in, you know, 20-odd years, or what might happen next year? And in one, I might become Mad Max... The other one, I may end up like Chewbacca shaking my fist at the moon as it's crashing down on me. I'm going to go Apophis Asteroid. I'll vote for Apophis Asteroid. I forgot about that. Uh, For those of you that don't know, in the EU, and it used to be canon, which it is no longer, uh, that's how Chewbacca goes out. They throw a moon at him. They throw a moon at him while he's on the moon, and he just roars at the moon and he dies. And that would be the fucking greatest way in the world to go out. Because that's actually what I would... If if the Apophis was going to happen, I wouldn't... I, I truly wouldn't go around fucking everything. I would actually try and be a very good person until almost the end. And near the end, I would try, try and find out where it was going to hit. Because that's where I would want it to be. Because the worst thing in the world would be to survive the Apophis asteroid. I know you're not supposed to be able to, but... I want to make sure I don't, and I'm going to go really close to the epicenter. Uh, Mine Apocalypse, we're going to find out, and, well, for us, well, for me, because happy birthday, uh, for, for us, it's going to be one year from today. We'll find out. We'll see. Uh, and I, I don't know where the epicenter of that's going to be, so I'm going to go with Apophis. Maria? Uh, these, are two, these two are... are very interesting because they, they both have specific dates, you know, like well, one more specific than the other, but we kind of know when they're going to happen if they do happen. And they're definitely in, in our, you know, in our lifetime. So it's it puts us in an in a interesting position. How do we want to, you know, how, how do we want to die? What's what's the end that we prefer? Um, I still think that the Magic Apocalypse it's more symbolic than anything that it, it does refer to an end of things of rather than, you know, a, a more philosophical end than a physical end. I think that the, uh, us, you know, being hit by the earth, being hit by an asteroid, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, being the Apophis or another one. So just as a general concept, I'm going to go with the um, Apophis. Uh, vote for Apophis. Jason? Hmm. Well, we got one that's a pretty definite uh world will end versus perhaps the ultimate to be continued scream where we have no idea what's going to come at the, at the far end of it. Uh, you know, we could find ourselves enlightened. We could find ourselves wiped out. We could find ourselves going, why the hell were we thinking or bothering to worry about this in the first place? And, but it's, it's potentially not an apocalypse situation where the Apophis asteroid is most definitely an Apophis situation or apocalypse situation. So apocalypse asteroid. I'll vote for Apophis. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, I am going to vote for the Mayan apocalypse because there are, 
while the idea of it being a transformative thing uh, is one of the the many kind of takes and interpretations, and it's a very new age kind of take. Uh, another uh, perspective on it is that uh, you know the Mayans. Uh, there have have long been claims that they were one of the the early people uh, who were were kind of bestowed with uh, information and knowledge that came from a civilization that existed prior to the Ice Age, uh, a civilization that had been around for for a very long period of time and that was very advanced in uh, in that uh, in in astronomy and things like that, and and the Mayans and many er, you know early peoples did have a, a great understanding of astronomy uh, and a fascination with it. Uh, and one of the suggestions is because they are aware of uh, something like, like uh, you know, was mentioned with Nibiru, a, a pattern of um, collisions that uh, the planet Earth goes through on a regular cycle, a cycle that will uh, be up again on December 13th, 2012. And what they're really talking about is that's when the massive bombardment by comets and meteors will begin again, as it does uh, many cycles. So uh, the Mayan apocalypse can actually encompass the sort of big planet killer impact that uh, Apophis does, as well as various other types of apocalypses. So it's a little bit more of an apocalyptic smorgasbord. A vote for the Mayan apocalypse. Y2K! <coughs> Y2K! I'm sorry. Sorry, I had something in my throat. <laughs> anyway, Apophis, moving on. And we're at our final four. Oh, and Y2K did happen. That's when it got sentient. Oh, is that what happened? <coughs> Y2K! Anyway, uh, we're at our final four. We've got the Hadron Collider versus Judgment Day and the Apocalypse. And uh, we've got Ragnarok versus uh, the Apophis asteroid. I get to go first. Hadron Collider versus the Apocalypse. I love I love Apocalypse. It's it's a very nice name. But and actually both are humanity kind of fucking itself over. And uh, like we built the robots, and then the robots got sentient, and then the robots killed us. Or we flipped the switch that we really probably shouldn't have. And uh, oops. And honestly, I would love to be the guy that flips the switch. I, if I was in a situation and somebody said, this could end everything, I would flip it because not only do I want to know, but as I said before with the Apophis asteroid, I'd want to be at ground zero if it did. Because I would hate to be really far away when it happens and it's slowly eating the Earth because time tends uh, starts to stretch too with a uh, black hole. So it might seem like an eternity or it might be an actual eternity that you might be conscious while you're being ripped apart. Fuck that. I'm going to go with Hadron Collider. Uh, Maria. Oh, um, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, they're both definitely, uh, I, I, you know, I added the Hadron Collider to a list. I think that we are going to go, you know, down definitely by our own doing, um, I just believe that. So, from both scenarios, uh, apocalypses, or which one do I fear the most? Uh, I'm going to vote for the eye apocalypse just because I, I just, to, to be to be at, at the hand of uh, a machine and, and not be able to, to control it. And it's, it's just scares, it scares the crap out of me. So, yeah, um, Judgment Day, eye apocalypses. Uh, vote for the eye apocalypse. Jason. 
Uh, you know, this was a lot easier before Mike's uh, impassioned plea in the previous round that for our really creeped me the hell out. Just the idea that the Roswell aliens were husks for an artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence scares me more than actual human stupidity. And that's basically what, if we were wiped out by the Hadron Collider, it's because of stupidity and that's an accident. But what the machines, what a artificial intelligence would do to us would really be intentional and malicious. And I could see us suffering a lot more under that. So I'm going to go with judgment day. I'll vote for judgment day. Mike. Uh, yeah, I am going to, uh, stick with with judgment day with the robot apocalypse uh the the hadron collider and and the black hole that it would create um though those are a possibility but it really is an infinitesimally small possibility um it's it's not a likelihood it's not like you know it's rolling a 20-sided dice and if 18 comes up we all die it's really uh you know kind of some complex calculations some complex math uh, whereas the uh, robot apocalypse uh, is an inevitability. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. I've been telling people this ever since Terminator. And actually, go back to Terminator 2. And the irony of it is that it's this anti-technology movie. And what does it do? It's the first computer that, cre- that uses a fully computer-generated character uh, now, which has completely taken over, over the movies, the way the robots will take over the rest of us. It's coming. Aren't we all on computers right now? Uh, yes, Mike, we are. <laughs> Vote for Judgment Day. And Anthony? I think Judgment Day is already won, but... I just want to talk about the... I'm going to go with the Hadron Collider, but because... Not because it represents the, the black hole uh, ending the Earth. The Hadron Collider represents just humanity's own arrogance and... and uh, Jason mentioned stupidity, but I think it's it's more arrogance than stupidity because it's not stupidity. They know what they're doing. They just felt the risk was worth it. But it's the arrogance of one individual or two individuals feeling that they could take that risk for the entire planet or the entire sector of space, that they they can risk our billions of lives because they think it's worth it. And I think inevitably, uh, true apocalypse is going to come from one person making the decision on behalf of the entire human race that just inevitably fucks us. Just comes back and bites us in the ass. Even with the robot apocalypse, it's the same case. It's going to be one person who made the decision that that got AI going that ends up killing us. And that's what the Hadron Collider represents. And that's why I'm voting for it. A vote for the Hadron Collider. But the apocalypse is moving on. And what is the apocalypse going to be up against? Maria, you get to tell us. It's Ragnarok versus the Apophis asteroid. Which one are you voting for? Wow. Well, that's almost an impossible decision. Um, just because, and for me, you know, like I said, the classic story of, um, you know, how things are going to end, the ultimate power struggle, um, good, in, good versus evil, even the gods you know, die, which is amazing. And the other one represents probability. 
times, what, what we, we fear and we see every day, things that we can measure and count and, and, and sort of predict. Um, life is unpredictable and, and, and everything comes to an end. I'm going to vote for Ragnarok. Uh, vote for Ragnarok. Uh, Jason? Yeah, you mentioned probability and, you know, it's just essentially a big rock hitting the earth. But Ragnarok has giants, uh, war, swords, uh, Mjolnir, uh, gods, goddesses. It's got Valkyrie. It's got shield maidens. It's potentially got Anthony Hopkins. It's got it all. Ragnarok. A vote for Ragnarok. Mike? Uh, this is this is very interesting here. Um, you know, on one hand, you've got Ragnarok, which is uh, a, a great uh, old story, uh, probably kind of a direct descendant of, of the earliest apocalypse myths that that, that are lost to time. Um, and it, it's ultimately a story about prophecy and a story about fate and a story about um, even to a degree. Uh, that arrogance. I mean, the they they learn that Baldur's death will will trigger all this, so they get an oath from every uh, everything in in the world uh, that they would not that it would not harm Baldur except for for mistletoe because it's so small and an importance overlooked. And then that ultimately uh, the weapon that kills him is fashioned out of that. So it's really again uh, a story about. A mistake, a story about an arrogance, a story about not seeing things. Um, whereas the asteroid, and representing all of these sort of planet killer things, it is, it is an inevitability. It is random chance. It is not for any reason. It is not for any uh, greater meaning other than on a long enough timeline, the planet get hits gets hit by something big, as it always has and it always will. And there's something very kind of strange and stark uh, and, and empty about that. And I think somehow that makes it a little bit more terrifying. I mean, I know Ragnarok won't happen. It's a story, you know, told around campfires for, for thousands of years. But, uh, you know, eventually something big hits this planet. And uh, whether it's that asteroid or another, it's it's inevitability and it's very real. A vote for Apophis. Anthony. Ragnarok is an amazing tale of the apocalypse. But in the end, it is, as Mike was saying, they're just a story. While the Apophis asteroid is a a real potential threat in the next couple decades. And even if the Apophis asteroid doesn't do the job, the likelihood that an, an asteroid will come by or a large body traveling around the universe will come by and take the Earth out is fairly good. So I'm going to go with the Apophis asteroid. A vote for Apophis. It is all tied up. It comes down to me, and you people are fucking assholes. Ah. Because I thought I wasn't going to have to choose. I thought you guys were going to choose for me, and I'd just go along with you. And you, and, and both sides are pretty good. It's one of those, like, Ragnarok. And uh, Let's go, which one would I rather be a part of? Would I rather be a part of Ragnarok, where at least I can fight against the dying of the light? Or uh, Apophis? Or any other random asteroid, where it just happens, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's the natural order of the universe. There's nothing you can do. 
Uh, it, it's rather empty. I, I really would rather fight against the dying of the light, but the the emptiness of the inevitability, the the fact that it's happening right now somewhere else in the universe where there are billions upon billions upon billions of galaxies and stars right now something is hitting a planet and ending all whatever is on there if there's life who knows but it's ending that planet right now now and while while you're listening to it now and a uh, hundred years from now, if somebody's listening to this episode, it's happening because it always happens. It always will. And all, it, yeah, it's got to be the Apophis asteroid because it's going to happen. Wow. Fuck. We've got Judgment Day or the Apocalypse versus the Apophis asteroid. Jason, this one is yours. Hmm. Well, see. Uh, one of the reasons I voted for Ragnarok in the previous round is the thing about apocalypticness are not so much as how uh, telling people how the world ends. It's more about telling stories about how people face the end. And do you face it with the knowledge, oh, I'm going to go out on my feet. I'm going to, you know, go out whimpering in a corner, uh, and I think that's what makes an apocalypse story entertaining, what it makes it uplifting. And, you know, a lot of apocalypse myths come from religion and religions are meant to be uplifting. They're meant to uh, try and teach you a lesson. And the lesson in an apocalypse story is eventually death is going to come and it's how you face it that defines you. So we've got inevitable blow up the world uh, with a big rock, or we've got something that potentially we could survive if we, you know, pick our heads up and keep moving our feet forward. And that's as dark as it is. There's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's why I'm going to vote for judgment day. A vote for Judgment Day and the Apocalypse, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna vote for uh, for Judgment Day and the Apocalypse. Um, you know, both of these are two very real world scenarios, and both of these are uh, honestly, I think, uh, two of the more likely scenarios. Like we said, the the asteroid collision. Uh, is not just a possibility. It's not just a probability. It is an inevitability. It happens. It has happened uh, repeatedly over the, the, the course of, of human history. Um, the, the reason that we are, are here today uh, talking about this is because a similar event happened 165 million years ago and wiped out the dinosaurs and and paved the way for for mammal evolution and uh given a long enough timeline the uh the asteroid impacting us won't destroy all life on earth in all probability unless it is like a planetary sized thing or the size of a moon but most asteroids will destroy you know up to 90 percent of the life and then then life will go on and something will evolve 
But with the the apocalypse, one of the interesting kind of things that you can you can take with this idea that that this came from an alien planet. Uh, one of the other things about Terminator and the Matrix and all of these other robot movies is more often than not, what you're seeing is some sort of a hive intellect, even like, you know, the Borg. You're not seeing individual robots of free will. They are all networked together. That it's not just a bunch of robots. It's one kind of global consciousness that exists. And that the end result of this apocalypse and the end result of this invasion is just one big world mind that then shoots these craft out into space that come across planets with life forms that have the, the technology. It waits for them to get the technology to be able to re reverse engineer it. And that is essentially how this machine intelligence uh, procreates. And that, you know, we talk about evolution. You know, the theory was human beings are the end of carbon-based evolution on Earth. We're the last step in the process because our creation, the machines, are the first step of silicon-based evolution that then goes out into space. And that's the apocalypse that we're really talking about, the, the total transformation of terrestrial life into this machine thing that then goes forth into the universe. I don't know if that's scary or not, but it's pretty fucked up. Uh, vote for the iPocalypse. Uh, Anthony. Mike makes a great argument for the iPocalypse. Um, but Jason was mentioning that uh, with the iPocalypse, there's that hope that we could fight it back. That there is that light at the end of the tunnel. The fact that we can fight that back, I think, negates its strength as an apocalypse because it, it can be defeated. You can't stop the inevitability of there's going to be a large body flying through space that will destroy everything on the planet. And even if, as Mike was talking about, uh, the evolution of the... The robot, the machine life forms, and they're going off into space, and they they see the galaxy and all that. You're still talking about every world that they're on is eventually going to be knocked out by an asteroid or another large body, a, a rogue planet. Something is going to take it out eventually. It, the 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 apocalypse is an apocalypse for humankind, but the the idea of the asteroid apocalypse is more an apocalypse for all life. It's not just human life. It could affect the artificial intelligent life as well. So I'm going with the Apophis asteroid. A vote for the Apophis asteroid. Yeah, so those of you that decided to listen to the best apocalypse weren't, weren't expecting this episode. I can tell you that much. You're expecting us to be silly and not thoughtful, but God damn it. There's thoughtful people on the fucking panel, and, and, and it sucks because, you know, the, the fact that, that w we might be the end of carbon-based life forms, at least in this evolutionary chain, and we are building the things that we are looking around right now, look at, uh, that I'm looking around at, and I'm talking on silicon-based life forms, and they are going to go out into the universe and, and spread things that we taught it taught them whatever 
it's all cool. I like it a lot, but Anthony has the, the, the Anthony's right. The inevitability is no matter what, no matter where you go, the Apophis type asteroid or body will end life. It is an apocalypse. It is an absolute ending. It, you know, don't get me wrong. The apocalypse is scary and, and slightly terrifying, but it also it does have hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel because even though human humanity doesn't exist anymore, our children are out there in space, and, and, and it's not a. I know they technically aren't our children, but they are our children. They are they are a product of our intelligence, our creativity. So we still exist just because they do. But once they're wiped out by the asteroids. We're wiped out, too. Once the knowledge of us is gone, it's gone. And the, uh, there, is, there is no heart, there is no soul to an asteroid that just comes and wipes out all life. It has no, no there's no discrimination there. I'm going to go with the asteroid. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Maria. Which one takes the win? Oh, wow. Um, when it comes to Judgment Day... And our apocalypse, and we have to think about what do we consider to be life? What do we consider to be assistance? And sure, it's scary to think that it could be the end of us as a race, but is it the end of life? It's not. Um, it's, it's a progression. Whether it's a natural progression or not, it's something, something, something will come out of it. Either if, even if it's artificial intelligence, even if it's not carbon-based, um, there will be a continuity. A continuity, like you said, of us through the knowledge that, that has been spread to this machine, a continuity of life and how life evolves and it becomes something else. Um, but the Apophis asteroid brings the other side of that story, which is that eventually everything comes to an end and there's nothing that we can do to stop that um the the universe the, the way that the, the loss works in in the universe proves that things have a beginning and they have an end and uh and there's no escaping that and the that the sole idea of that that no matter how much we run no matter how much we try, no matter how much we evolve, or the things we create, or how far we go, we will end. It's, it's, that's, that's it. So um, as much as I believe that maybe for us as a race, as an actual living you know, race, the um, I apocalypse is, is the end, I think that the apocalypse asteroid represents the end of things. Of, of the, the way that nothing can prevail forever. So I'm going to vote for the Apophis um, asteroid. And the Apophis asteroid is the best of Apocalypse? Did we, why did you write of? <laughs> the Apophis asteroid is the best Apocalypse. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, check out backlot D for dot uh, com for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communicate and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. If you like audio commentaries, check out the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy at soullessminions.lipson.com. 
uh, I, I know pretty soon we're going to be doing another commentary with them, uh, Batman and Robin. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Brian Townsend and I have a, a new show. It's called Into the Batcave, and it's not really that new. We're about 35 episodes in, so check us out. Uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Jason? Oh, uh, Prozac, because I'm horribly depressed after two and a half hours of talking about apocalypse. Apocalypses. Like ellipses? I don't know. That's a rough one to pluralize. No, I got nothing. All right. Anthony? I have two things I'd like to plug. Uh, number one, uh, next year on my 30th birthday, I'd like to invite everyone to have a kick-ass Mayan birthday party and join me in drinking the special Kool-Aid. Number two, in 2036, I'd like to invite everyone to join me at Ground Zero for the Apophis Impact, where we can shake our fists defiantly and roar at the asteroid as it comes hurtling towards us. That would be fun. Uh, and uh, Maria? Um... Well, not really. I would like to invite everybody to um, check out the book of my husband. Um, well, a couple of books you might want to Google him. Amina Mott, um, great artist. Check it out. Um, and I really hope to be back to another fight that is less depressing than this one, <laughs> where I get to be funny, um, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. This is not depressing, folks. <laughs> Seriously, we just we just realized that we will exist for thousands and thousands of years through the things that we create. And granted, everything ends because that's the way life is. The fact that we have discovered that we're going to be here for a while is kind of awesing. Uh, <laughs> it's the asteroid actually hits us in 2036 and we haven't left the planet. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on these Odd Complex podcasts uh, at least through uh, December, was it 20th or 23rd, 2012? Whenever the date is, well, it's December. It, we, uh, there's no way in hell we're making it all the way out to 2029. But uh, at least uh, if if the most upcoming apocalypse is not, it, it, you know, we, we've still got a little time. Uh, you can find me on the Zod Complex podcast or the Weekend Geek video show, both of which can be found at ZodComplex.com. You can find us at GeekFights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, and more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are, let's see, looking at the schedule next week. Dude, January is the fucking shit. Uh, next week is Best Geek Movie. That is movies about geeks. Uh, so things like Weird Science, uh, King of Kong, yeah, King of Kong are on there, all kinds of high fidelity. Uh, after that, best Battlestar Galactica episode. Yeah, that's right, we're doing that one. <laughs> after that, best South Park episode, which I think is going to be a two-parter jammed into one week. I don't know how we're going to do that. And then after that is best comic book creator, where we're going to pit writers versus artists. It's going to be the shit. 
That's that's January. Any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. It's Is, a, is going to be an, a lost name for a while. There's gonna like dogs will be named Adolf. Like oh, they named a dog Adolf. Like yeah, he killed a mustache style completely. Oh dude, he well he killed it for white guys. We should kind of be thankful for that because no. that is a, just a goofy ass mustache. I've seen Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan <laughs> wears just, the Hitler mustache. I'm just saying, on a white guy, it looks really goofy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think that well, was now the reason Chaplin chose it. It was all the rage for a while. Yeah, yeah. It was a popular choice. Hitler, Hitler, so, uh, so was hating Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's being recorded. Muppets fucking get me punk! <laughs>